Hello, hello, hello. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Manuel James Delgado, and you are listening to Shea Radio 101,7 here on the Faroe Islands. So, ladies, in the studio with me, my awesome pace team. <laughs> Did you know about the Faroe Islands and where it was before searching for it? When you decided to go on a missions trip? I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I actually found out from the PACE website. <laughs> it was not even like, oh, the Faroe so, Islands, let me see if I can go there some way. <laughs> where you're just like, okay, what country should I choose from type thing? And then and then Faroe Islands showed up or or what? Yeah, I needed to change the country. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. You were supposed was, to go to Aussieland. Yeah. But then I was in the website looking and then it appeared there like Scandinavian. I was like, what's in Scandinavia? Let's see. <laughs> what's in Scandinavia? <laughs> yeah. Right on. What about you? Did you know the Fair Islands before? Yeah. I knew, but I didn't really like knew, knew. Yeah. Because it's always on the news with the whale hunting and everything oh, in Germany. Oh, yeah. Of for course. Sure. Of course. But only from that, I knew nothing about it. Yeah. Really. And then when you just think of the population, you're like 60,000, like, oh my goodness, there's... Not even. 60, not even 60,000. It's like, what can you do there? Five. <laughs> but then, okay, but seriously, when you're here though, yeah. doesn't it feel different than like, okay, there's only 55,000 here? Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, of course you run into people that you know all the time, but I don't know. For It doesn't feel like 55,000. Mm -hmm. It feels like there's just so much to do here and like ministry wise and mm -hmm. social wise. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Anyways, <laughs> I um, hope you're excited to be a part of this next hour here on the Manny show here on Shea radio. Uh, we come on live every Thursday from three 30 to four 30. Um, London time. I think it actually is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. We, <laughs> what's going on with your mic over there, young lady? It's really weird. <laughs> yeah, but we use this platform. What do we use this platform for? What do we like to do here? Anna? I like to talk. <laughs> talk about different um, subjects and yeah, we hear also really good music together. Mm -hmm. And is it just like, okay, we, we just want to talk and play good music. Is there a purpose behind it? Yeah, well, we talk about Jesus <laughs> and our daily lives and how to get closer to him, I think. Yeah, come on. Yeah, very true. Cool. So we're going through a, a series that uh, PACE, the organization that we all belong to, is going through. It's called Global Haverim. And for those that are hearing that phrase for the very first time, I certainly hope you know what global means because that's exactly what it is, global. <laughs> Haverim is a, um, a Hebrew or Greek word uh, that means to study together. So um, we do this thing in PACE where we, we, we really want to not just know what to study in the Bible, but how to study. And so we have these, these, uh, these tools that we use when we get into studying our Bible. And we uh, agree that studying the Bible and having your own personal devotional time is Muy importante. And my wife's saying, that's not how you say it in Spanish. It is. <laughs> no? 
So how, how often are like, uh, I don't want to like, you know, put you on the spot here, but like, how important is it to you to have like a morning or like a quiet devotion time? Really important. I think mm-hmm. it's really different when you don't do it. Yeah. When you do it, you can see the difference in your day. And re- what are your priorities mm-hmm. like in your day? And I think just make you see everything that happens with the different eyes. And yeah. Perspective. Perspective. Yeah. I, I, I can remember days where I've um, had a really great devotional time and then went through the day and nothing changed about the day, just how I responded mm-hmm. and reacted towards it. Uh, so that makes a huge difference. But okay. And then how often before coming on pace did you do like a Bible study with other people? Not very often. For yeah. me at least. I think I had... Uh, in my church, we have cell groups. Yeah. So we would talk about something about the Bible, mm-hmm. but not going really, really deep yeah. into yeah. the Bible. Yeah. Like. So this is kind of like a really cool way to do it, mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. Haverim style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you want to know more about that, uh, hit us up on social media. Um, you can also go to, you can Google Pace Movement, P-A-I-S, Pace, which uh, stands for or means child servant of God. And they have all kinds of cool resources on there. But so we're going to do a Havram with you in this month of November. And it's a global one because everywhere there's a PACE team, they're doing this as well for the month of November all over. And we decided to do it here on the radio. We decided to do it with our youth in the church. We decided to do it at the boarding school with the students there. And I'm even going to preach about it here on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> full on Havrim. Yeah, full on Havrim. It's going to be super, super good. And we are in step two. What was last week all about? Uh, last week was the Peshat. Mm-hmm. And Peshat is Hebrew for context or, yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah. And the the series is called... What are you searching for? Yeah, and who are we using for a case study on this? John the Baptist. Yeah, yeah, cool. Okay, so what did we do last week for those that weren't listening? Well, we read the passage. It's in Luke seven eighteen to 23. And um, then we discussed some simple facts about it. For example, who is John? John mm. the Baptist. He's a cousin of Jesus. He's yeah. a Nazarene and the biggest prophet of that time. Mm-hmm. Um, like height wise or (laughs) (laughs) Um, the bible says that he had the spirit of elijah in him yeah i think it was yeah Uh, so you can compare him with elijah yeah and um yet when uh john uh the passage do you want to read the passage yeah 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 Yeah. let's read it luke seven seven i have it open oh yeah turn around um 18 to 23, John's disciples told him about all these things, calling two of them. He sent them to the Lord to ask, Are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? When the men came to Jesus, they said, John the Baptist sent us to to you to ask, Are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? At that very time, Jesus cured many who had diseases, sicknesses, and evil spirits, and gave sight to many who were blind. So he replied to the message, Go back and report to John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. 
And um, when we dig deeper into it, we discovered that John at the time was in jail um, because he preached of repentance and was sour with the teachers. Um, but a very important message also is who is the one who is John talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Well, um, the one is the Messiah. Yeah. And they have, rep like, the Messiah means the anointed one. Mm. So John was asking Jesus, are you the anointed one? <laughs> like, yeah. we were waiting for so long. <laughs> so are you really him? And, yeah. I mean, it's a, a valid question. Because John spent all his life fulfilling this this prophecy over his life, first of all. Mm -hmm. And then he sees it come in 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 and it comes to life, you know, into fruition, or at least at that time he thought it was. <laughs> and then he's where is he now when he's sending off where he's sending the disciples oh. to ask this question. He was in jail. <laughs> Homie was in jail, dude. Yeah. We know what jail does to us, right, Anna? Because, you know, you've been Yeah, there. sure. <laughs> <laughs> you've watched enough Netflix series about yeah. jail, no, haven't you? <laughs> no? Yeah. No. <laughs> Some. I saw all the seasons of Prison Break. I know exactly what it's like to be in prison. <laughs> <laughs> Joke. Um, yeah. And then what happened to John even after this? Sadly, he was beheaded. Why are you laughing every time we ask that question? And you're because like, it's... sadly, <laughs> I was be oh no, beheaded. <laughs> because we are so serious talking about it and like, yeah. And then we just say, yeah, he was beheaded. Yeah, homie was beheaded. <laughs> yeah. And we okay. talked that he was beheaded. John, because... if you're listening up there, <laughs> we were not laughing at you. Sorry. Wow. Yeah. And we discovered that he was beheaded because of... Like, he went to jail because of Her Herod. Uh, Herod, yeah. Herod, yeah. Because the king. The fake king. Yeah, and then he, in jail, like, Herod liked him, but his wife didn't, because his wife was his wife's brother also. Mm. Uh, his brother's wife. Yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and yeah, in the end, she asked for his head on a plate. Sadly. It's hardcore. And then, so then we ended this, like, because we had a specific question to ask for this part of this study. Um, but we wanted to, you know, do research to find out about the history, the background of John. And so then we had this specific question that we had to try and answer based on just doing that type of research. And that question was, why did John ask Jesus if he was the one after already believing he was the one? Yeah. And then we talked that maybe it was because he was in jail and Jesus was his friend and also his family. So he hoped that Jesus would go there and free him mm. or see him again. But this week... Not even a visit? Yeah. Not even bringing like, you know, like a, a loaf of bread <laughs> with like, you know, a, a knife in it to chisel away at the bars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they see in the cartoons. Yeah. No, but nothing like that. This week we're going to answer that. Yeah. Like... Why did he ask? Yeah, if he was yeah. the one. It's going to be really good. It will, it will. And we'll explain exactly the second part 
But first, we're going to play a song. When we come back, we will dive into this. And by the way, if you want to get a hold of us, if you're listening to this live, (laughs) how can they get a hold of us? And the number, if you're in the Fair Islands... Five seven 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 seven. Boom. And if you're not on the Fair Islands, you can send a message to us on Instagram or Facebook, Facebook somewhere. You X. Know us. X. X. <laughs> Twitter. X. You know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. yeah. MySpace. MSN. <laughs> WhatsApp. WhatsApp. Oh yeah, there. Yeah, I forgot about yeah. that. Okay. Anyways, here we go. This is. This is a cool song, actually, because we're talking about him. Uh-huh. Whoa. Okay. Wave Maker by Lee Len. Enjoy.
Waymaker by Leland. You know, that song has so many versions, but I really like this one. It's a good one. Cool. If you're just joining us, this is the Manny Show on Shay Radio. <laughs> Funny. Amazing. Cool beans. And we are going through a series called, what is it called? What are you searching for? And we're using John the Baptist as a case study. And we just briefly went over what we did last week, the whole background about John the Baptist and, and um, who he was, um, where he was when he asked this question, are you the one to Jesus or should we search for another? And we talked a little bit about why we think he asked this question. And uh, now we're going to go even deeper um, into finding out, you know, why did he ask that specific question? You know, are you the one? 
or should we be looking for somebody else? What does it mean to be the one? You did a, a, a thing on the one or yeah. And you found out that it has two different words to it and what it means. Do you remember? I remember that I can open it really fast here, but... Uh, I can remember for you. You can? <laughs> then say it. The one mm -hmm. um, was the Messiah. They were all uh -huh. looking for the Messiah, which is Hebrew. Yeah. And the Greek version of this word is Christ or Christo, Christus, which we get Christ from. Yeah. Both having, of course, the same meeting, meaning, not meeting, <laughs> the anointed one. Yes. And so what were they anointed for? That's the question. So we did some research. What kind of research mm -hmm. did we do to get here? Which you can also do on your own time when you do a Bible study, people listening out there. First thing that you do is when you pick a this type of Bible study, Haverim Bible study, do it with others. And what you do is you pick a story in the Bible. Say like, for example, um, David and Goliath, right? Okay, I want to do research to find the deeper meaning of this story. Is there more to it than just a really cool story that would make it awesome in Hollywood? <laughs> <laughs> so, so then you do, you, you read the story and then you do like the history of it and why were they in battle formation like they were? Why were they waiting for someone to fight another person one-on-one? -on -one? All of that different stuff, right? Um, and then you see, okay, is there more uh, to this story in other parts of the Bible? To compliment. So what kind of research did we do for this second part? I think the first thing is uh, what other story or passage or prophecy is connected to the passage that we're talking mm, about. That's good, yeah. And yeah, it's also about um, if the writer is referring maybe to another biblical uh, story or prophecy or is hinting on something bigger that we didn't discover yet. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So we did some research on other passages, and like there's a template for the Hevrim. So the first thing we ask ourselves is is there a pattern to be discovered or a principle to be applied yeah. before we search? Because then we, when we search for the passages and we discover everything and we write it down, yeah. we read everything and then we see what's the pattern. Yeah. And everything. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, the question that we're going to answer in the end, it's what principle does Jesus teach us? So we're going to go through all the passages to see what he teaches. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so we, uh, the, what motivated us to do the research was basically, um, what does it mean to be the one? Yes. Mm -hmm. So, because that was the main question, are you the one? Yeah. Okay, well, what does it even mean to be the one? And why was he asking this again when he already supposedly believed that he was mm -hmm. the one? So, we did research based on that. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And what did we find? Um, we found some other passages in scripture that are prophecies about the one that was mm -hmm. supposed mm -hmm. to come. Mm-hmm. And we have some in Isaiah. Most of it are in Isaiah, but we also have others in. Uh, how do you say Malachi? Malachi, Malachi yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. Malachi. That's all good. Yeah. Now, now, people listening, 
um, the reason why we uh, did this was because um, if you do a, a little bit more research into what was the criteria for the one and why did they make this criteria? Because there was other people proclaiming that they were the Messiah. So the Sanhedrin, who were the, the teachers of the law back then, decided, okay, we need to have some sort of criteria. And if the person fulfills all of these areas, then they're most likely anointed to be the one. And so they had this list, and this is what we found in the Old Testament. So Isaiah, we found some in Isaiah where it says, he will make the blind see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What else? Um, he will make the lame walk. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he will cleanse the lepers. Yeah. He will make the deaf hear. He will raise the dead. He will evangelize the poor. And he will set the prisoners free. Yeah. How many were there? Seven. Seven. So there was seven requirements that someone had to fulfill to be acknowledged or even, you know, um, hinted at that this might be the one. This might be the anointed one, right? Mm -hmm. And so John was proclaiming when he, before Jesus came, that one is going to come after me who sandals I am not worthy to take off. And then when Jesus came to where John was baptizing, he says, behold, the anointed one, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the one who's to come. Yeah. Right? So he like, he he believed it and he even proclaimed it about him. And not even that, like he baptized Jesus and then (laughs) the Lord said, this is my son whom I am well pleased. Yeah, well pleased. And then the Holy Spirit came (laughs) on top of him. And like, he was like, yeah, this is the one thing. Yeah. Like, imagine a a voice from the heavens sings. That's just crazy (laughs) epic, dude. Yeah. And then like to see this, I don't know, majestic or cute. Like, I don't know what kind of dove it was, but nevertheless, Mm -hmm. it was a dove and it hung out with Jesus for a while. Mm Mm-hmm. And we never know when the like the the the, the physical dove disappears, mm-hmm. if it ever does. But we don't hear about that dove yeah. again in the Bible. No. <laughs> Crazy. So yeah. And I think it's like interesting because he knew Jesus was the one because God Himself said it. Mm. But at the same time, he was doubting because he was in prison, and then he was like Jesus. Are you the one? Yeah. Why are you not the one? And then Jesus answers from the Bible verse. Do you have it there, Luke? Mm, not right. No. And all the things that Jesus says, Luke uh, 7, 20. 23. Yeah. Uh, no, 22. Sorry. Yeah. So he replied to the messengers, go back and report to John what you have seen and heard. The blind will receive. That's one. The lame will walk. Two. Those who have leprosy are cleansed, three. The deaf hear, four. The dead are raised, five. And the good news is proclaimed to the poor, six. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Oops. (laughs) And where is the seventh? Yeah, (laughs) like he totally did not include the one that John wanted him to say. (laughs) Yeah, and like in Isaiah 61, one, when he talks about that, also he says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord had has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. And then he says, he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. Yeah. 
So like, and I think John was just waiting for Jesus to say, yeah. Totally. I'm here to free. Because <clears throat> check this out. Not only did John mm-hmm. do what he did and experience what he did, but Jesus, in the beginning of his ministry, in a synagogue, which was customary to have somebody come, open up the scroll of Isaiah and read whatever was on his heart to read. And he read exactly this passage, Psalm 61. So he quoted all of this stuff, including setting the prisoners free. And he says, and then he sat down and he says, all of this has been fulfilled. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, whoa. And then to say only part of it to John here. Yeah. Mm. And like... The Jews uh, were like waiting for the Messiah. And for the Jews, the Messiah would also be like a military leader to free them from Rome Mm -hmm. because they were captives. And like John was in a Roman prison because of the like king and stuff. Yeah. So he, like, as others would be like, hello, am I still here? Hey. (laughs) Yeah. I wonder though, I don't know, this is maybe going down a rabbit. Or something like that. But I don't think in the beginning, and maybe, I don't know now, because we're not John, but I don't think John necessarily thought as the Messiah, as the Sanhedrin and the Pharisees and most of the other people, as a warrior king. Yeah. I don't think he thought of him that way either. Mm-mm-mm. But there was still some sort of confusion, or at least from the outside, it looks like he was confused. Yeah. At least from the outside, but I don't know. We will go deeper into that. But so, okay, so... What did this research do for us? The research that we did, finding these, these scriptures to back up the one. Mm, I think uh, you really set like the standards for mm-hmm. who would the Messiah be, because yeah. as you said, a lot of people claim to be the Messiah. Mm-hmm. And like, how can you be sure this person is not the Messiah? Yeah. And like, we're mm-hmm. just setting like, uh, standard, yeah. the Messiah will be all those things together. Like, mm-hmm. It's not, oh, I make the blind see, so I'm the Messiah. Yeah. Or like he, the other person makes the, I don't know, evangelize the poor, he's the Messiah. No, like, no, it has to follow all everything. of these. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when we get back, we're going to play a song now. We can jump into what's the principle? Where, where does, by Jesus saying this, what is he trying to teach? Mm-hmm or communicate to John, but also to the listeners, including us who read the story. Yeah. So we'll do that after the song. And this next song is God Had Other Plans. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sorry, John the Baptist. God Had Other Plans by Zante. Here you go. I thought it was over, God had other plans I thought it was over, God had other plans I thought it was over, God had other plans Took my life, laid it down, placed it in his hands I thought it was over, God had other plans I thought it was over, God had other plans Up and I ain't won't get out of bed. 
Didn't know how to get from A to B with visions in my head. I remember being discouraged by what certain people said. They won't help you with the recipe, but they still want the bread. Had some family in my hometown, never came to shows. Had some homies who won't from me, and I had to let them go. I fought depression, I was struggling with my bank account. Was low, it broke my heart to hear my sister ask for something, tell her no. Then the most high on the main line said I'm his. And he wouldn't leave me out to dry, he blessed me with these gifts. He reminded me how far I've come and all that I've been through. He said, the more you sacrifice to me, the more I give to you And so I built my God and altar him with every single song I would give the people anthems in my weakness, he was strong I said, Lord, I give you all of me, I lay it in your hands I thought it was over, God had other plans I thought it was over, God had other plans I thought it was over, God had other plans I thought it was over, God had other plans Took my life, laid it down, placed it in his hands I thought it was over, God had Very cool. All right. So we are deep into this study about what are you searching for in this, in this um, Bible study with John the Baptist being in jail for a while. And he sends his disciples with a very specific question to Jesus. And um, you can imagine the, the scene, right? Uh, when they went and found Jesus because there was a crowd around him. Now, I don't know if you out there have seen any of these, but there's a series called The Chosen. And it is amazing. There's also, uh, and the guy that plays Jesus, he's also in another really cool movie called The Jesus Revolution. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. But the scene in The Chosen, there's a scene about this, right? And Jesus talking about who do people's say John the Baptist is and so on. But this scene was pretty awesome to see, like a visual of it, what could have happened, what could have been like and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So Jesus had a crowd around him when the disciples asked this question to him. So everyone heard the response, mm -hmm. right? So, yeah. So we, we talked about, um, you know, some passages that could complement this question or help us understand why he was asking this question mm -hmm. and why did Jesus respond the, the way that he did. Um, and um, so now it's, what's the principle? What, what is Jesus trying to either remind John about, his disciples, the listeners, us? You know, what, what's the principle behind this? What do you think is his purpose of responding the way that he did to John's question. Mm, I think it's um, a bit to not increase John's hope on getting free, but also to maybe teach him uh, to be in faith with, with, uh, with God because he was there in jail and he didn't, really see himself getting out of there um so uh maybe it is like what jesus said to him maybe it's because or to to encourage him on staying faithful mm -hmm. 
and um, putting his trust in God, even though he's in jail and even though he's in this place. Uh, we we know of Paul, who also was in jail, and he wrote all these letters from jail. Yeah, right? Like, yeah. And then we <clears throat> see John and... And Paul's prison. Yeah. I hear, with, because you said that he was, John the Baptist was in a Roman prison. Maybe so, but at the same time, it was um, King Herod, who was a Jew, and it was in his palace, underneath his palace guard. Mm -hmm. So it was bad, don't get me wrong, yeah. but it was nowhere compared to Paul's imprisonment with the Romans. They were even more harsh. Mm. It wasn't until he actually got to Rome where they gave him a, what would you call it? He was on house arrest, um, and there was always a guard with him. Um, so that was a little bit nicer. But in these other places, it was like mm -hmm. I saw pictures of of archaeological findings of these type of prisons that Paul was probably in. It was like a ditch in the ground with something covering it. It was oh. so like here he is, Paul, in a ditch. And Luke, who's writing all of the stuff for him, is like above looking through some sort of hole and hearing Paul talk about joyous awesome things while being in this ditch it's like what yeah holy guacamole yeah go on sorry <laughs> yeah paul could write all these things because he found his joy in god yeah and uh it's amazing to see that but also with john um maybe it is also to learn to to keep his focus mm. on god mm. because paul definitely had his whole focus, his whole love with God and everything he did was for him. So um, we have those two, I don't know if it's principles from Pace, but uh, it's kingdom-centric or Christ-centric living. Mm -hmm. And um, when you live Christ-centric... Christian-centric. Oh, yeah, sorry, Christian-centric. Yeah. <laughs> Christ-centric and kingdom-centric is pretty much the same. Same, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Christian-centric is more when you focus on yourself. Yeah. You still believe in God, but... You ask him for things to your own enjoyment. Yeah. yeah. And when you live kingdom-centric, you try to live after the way that God has planned for you or mm. after God's will. And you ask God, what what is your plan for me today? What should I do? What uh, decisions should I take? Or mm. whatever comes in your life. And um, yeah, maybe it's that so that John don't or doesn't ask hey jesus can you free me but jesus how can i do something in the situation i'm in right now yeah 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 and i also think that in that situation uh, because we last time we saw that john was the messenger and jesus even says on luke 27 uh, 7 27 this is the one about whom is it is written behold i send my messenger ahead of you yeah who will prepare your way before you. So maybe John was also asking Jesus, are you the one to see if he had fulfilled his yeah. his uh, job? Because he was like, since he was born, he he had that job. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He, we talked about how was the journey of him <laughs> being conceived and like born and like he had the Holy Spirit with him and God chose him to do that job. And he, like fulfilled all the prophecies about the messenger yeah. that would come. 100%. To, yeah. So he was the messenger uh, before Jesus. And then he's just like, maybe he, like, I, 
I've never been in jail, but I think jail must be a, <laughs> must be a place that you have a lot of thoughts in your mind, mm. like because you're alone. Yeah, probably most of the time you just have so much time to think about mm -hmm. life and everything of your choices and everything. Yeah, yeah. So I think maybe John was just thinking, maybe did I fulfill my uh, like the thing that God wanted me to do? What if yeah. I got thrown in jail too soon and I yeah. didn't fit? What, what mm -hmm. is, there, is there more I should be doing? Yes. And then... Yeah, could have been. Jesus just come and say to him, I am the one. Yeah. And after that, uh, after uh, Johnny's dad, Jesus just started to preach the same gospel yeah. as John yeah. and of repentance and just takes really the stick. Yeah, <laughs> the baton. Yeah, the baton. <laughs> and continues the race and yeah. it's just come it's just on amazing. it's powerful i love that so i think um if we can say what's the principle uh, for you listening and, and also for us as a, as a daily thing you know what why do you study the bible why do you pray why do you pursue god is it and here's the principle part are you pursuing god for what's in his hands or are you pursuing god for what's in his heart And, and there's such a huge difference because there's absolutely nothing wrong with wanting to get a blessing from God or help mm -hmm. in different areas. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But if that's the only time that you're coming to Him and the only way that you're praying to Him and you're, you're, you're digging deep into the scriptures to prove something right that you feel really strong about or, or to find an answer about why you're not getting blessed in this area or whatever the reason, if you're doing it for those reasons, you're missing out on so much because... Yeah. God has so much more for you if you would just search for what's in his heart. Because mm -hmm. like he said, you, you brought it up, the Christian-centric, kingdom-centric. And, and, and I love what you shared about it. Uh, and exact, exactly that. Christian-centric is, you know, um, pursuing your vision God's way so that you get what you want. And it sounds good yeah. when you just say it. But then when you realize, wait, well, there's, there's another way? <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> and you say, yeah, kingdom-centric, where you pursue God's vision, God's kingdom, His way, so that He gets what He wants. Might sound selfish, but God is faithful. Mm -hmm. God is love. God is all-powerful, <laughs> all-amazing, <laughs> if that's even a word. So we can trust Him. That his way, when we adopt it to be our way, wow, it radicalizes everything that we do and think and pursue. I want to add something. Today, Anna and I did a Bible study, and it was about the true vine, um, mm -hmm. where Jesus says he's the true vine and we are the branches, God is the gardener. Yeah. And um, in that passage, it, it says, if you stay in me, you can wish for everything you want. I think something like that. What is yeah. was it? And if you read it just like that, you can misunderstand. Mm. Like, oh, I can wish for everything I want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah let's go. <laughs> <laughs> But um, what we realized is if, because before, um, maybe someone can open the passage. Yeah. I'm um, here. Yeah. Anna opens it. It says, uh, it's John 15, 1 to 8, in the part of The beginning is, I'm the true vine and my father is the gardener. And then at the end, Jesus says, 
uh, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Yes. And when you look at the words before the wishing part, yeah. if rem if you remain in me and um, my words remain in my you. words remain in you, it's practically saying that we are close to Jesus. Jesus is in us, so we want to fulfill what Jesus wants. Yeah. So it's the way like kingdom centric living again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like. You're asking for what Jesus would ask. Yeah. Because like, that's what you want now. Yeah. It's what you want, is what you wish for, is what mm -hmm. you hope for. Yeah. And it's it's really amazing to see that. Like we were just wowed. <laughs> <laughs> so interesting yeah. when you read a story and all of a sudden you get a new revelation of it and you're like, yeah. okay, that's all right, interesting. You know, it's just powerful. Mm -hmm. Really yeah. change. Super cool. And also, the, also another thing that Jesus says here is that uh, if you remain in me and, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Boom. So like, it's just what we've been saying. Like, without Jesus, we can we we don't have the strength. We yeah. don't have the power. Mm -hmm. We don't have like, yeah. the condition to do nothing. Yeah. Like, I was listening to <clears throat> an old interview that I did on this. Uh, Re rehab addiction podcast. They interviewed me and it was a secular one, right? Um, but they allowed me to share my faith, my story and everything. They had some really tough questions. And when I heard my answers, I was like, that was Holy Spirit because <laughs> I would not, <laughs> if someone asked me today, I would not know how to answer that. <laughs> but anyways, um, uh, one of the things I, I told him, I says that um, I, I really... Um, admire all of these programs because they're just trying to pursue the best of people and trying to help them get out of their addictions. One of the things they say though, like in Alcohol Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous and stuff like that is when you introduce yourself, you say, hey, my name is so-and-so and I'm an alcoholic or my name is so-and-so and I'm a drug addict. And then you go and share your testimony. Mm -hmm. But what we learned um, following Christ in the program that we went through is that um, uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17, therefore... If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. Mm -hmm. So for me to stand up and say, hey, my name is so-and-so and I'm an alcoholic, that means I'm still holding on to yeah. the old man. And I've been renewed in Christ. And I will stay renewed in Christ. I will no longer be a drug addict or an alcoholic or any type of addictions as long as I stay in Christ, though. Mm -hmm. Like he said, you know, he said, you must remain in me, though. Mm -hmm. Because you'll bear much fruit. Because if you don't rain in me, you can do nothing. Yeah. So every day that I remain in him means that I have victory. The day that I choose to say, oh, I can do this on my own. <laughs> <laughs> no way, Jose. <laughs> yeah. Well, our time is coming up. Yeah. Any other thoughts or things we want to say before we close in prayer? And mm. Mm, no. Sure. Well, we wrote down um, some, uh, some principles, like mm. sound bites. Sound bites. Sound bites. Yeah. But men, you already shared two of yeah. them. We could just read them so they're clear. Yeah. These are just reminders. I'll read. I'll read the first, you read the second, then we read. Yeah. The and these are just, just listen to these, you out there. 
and, and just like, you know, absorb what these sound bites, these principles are, and then you create your own, you know, you do your own study, whatever you pray and say, okay, God, what do you want me to get out of this? But these are the principles that we decided to write down for you to listen to. Yeah. So the first one is, do we pursue our vision God's way? So he give us what we want, or do we pursue God's kingdom God's way? So we give him what he wants. Yeah. And then the second one, do we search for what is in God's hand or for what's in God's heart? And the third one is, don't ask God to fulfill your will, but ask him how you can live for him in the situation and place you're in right now. Mm. Amen. Amen. Good. Yeah. Should we close in prayer? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I was just sharing with the girls uh, before the radio that I was driving to, to the boarding school that we minister at. And this song came on that I never heard before. And it was a guy just, um, just proclaiming the simple yet powerfulness of being in God's presence. And, um, and God reminded me, I want you to just worship me right now. And that's it. Don't ask me for anything. Just tell me how you feel about me. I really felt God say that. Just, just tell me how you feel about me. And the only thing that could come out of my mouth was, I love you, God. I love you, Jesus. I love you. And every time I tried to add something on it, it went back to, I love you, Jesus. I love you. I could not say anything else for the longest time. And uh, Heavenly Father, right now, we just ask you um, just to go into the hearts of all of those listening and just make it so simple, so simple that you just want to know how they feel about you. Just speak to the hearts right now. Fill them with your love. Fill them with your presence. Let them know how amazing they are to you. We want not just what's in your hands, Jesus. We want what's in your heart. We love you so much. I can
All right, you all. Hope you enjoyed this session of our Manny Show, Have Room, Global, Everything, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> Be blessed and uh, have a good week. As always, you can get a hold of us if you need prayer or you want to just chat. Yeah, if you're here in the Faroe Islands, you know where to find us. And if you're abroad, just send us a message and we'll pray for you and whatever else is needed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, just, I think it's this week, right? The... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to have an international service this week. Oh, yeah. yeah. All those listening, of course, here locally. International meeting in City Church on Sunday night yeah. at 7 o'clock. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. you're welcome. Mm-hmm. And if you want to talk to us about the radio show or something yeah. else, you can find And it's it. international because it's in English. Yeah. But Faroese are very much welcome to come. Yes. Because we love you too. <laughs> yes. I mean, we have to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Be blessed and have a good week. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.